We're going to continue with our theme, uh, looking at the Spirit. And I wanted to start my uh, talk with a story from Alpha. Josh has mentioned Alpha already. We, we run Alpha here at the church. There's the sign that someone stuck a nine sticker over the top of, but hey. Um, and we run Alpha here, and it's an opportunity for people to explore life and spirituality, looking at the Christian claims. And the story that I'm going to start with is a story about Joey. But it could be a story about anybody. This is Joey. Joey was a girl that was doing Alpha, uh, on an Alpha course that I was running in London. And she was on my table. <clears throat> but Joey could be your flatmate. Joey could be your family member. She could be your work colleague. She could be anybody that you do life with, that you encounter at the school gate, you encounter at the bus stop. It's just an ordinary person that God has reached out to and the Spirit of God has broke out into. So Joey came to Alpha and using her words was that she was coming to Alpha to disprove God. So she came and was very argumentative, very angry, uh, very animated. So on the table, as soon as the talk would finish, Joey would be right in there with a whole lot of reasons why that was a lot of rubbish, why God doesn't exist, uh, and why we're all wasting our time. And we were kind of like, oh my gosh, I, you know, my prayer life was like, this is our, we're coming up for Wednesday, and I've got to prepare myself for Joey and her questions and her, and her angst. And I remember as an Alpha team, we were praying for Joey. We were praying that the Spirit of God would break out into Joey's life, that the Spirit of God would work in Joey's life, that the Spirit of God would do something that we can't do. Yes, we can put the food out. Yes, we can lay the table. Yes, we can do the talk, but we can't do the things that we want him to do. And that's totally transform and change people's lives from the inside out. Spirit of God, come change Joey, speak to Joey, minister to Joey. And I remember, I think it was kind of like week three or something, and we were looking at who is Jesus. And my friend was doing the talk, and I remember just watching Joey get more and more angry as the talk went on, and I'm like, oh, this is going to be horrific. Like, something's brewing inside Joey, it's going to kick off. Like, as soon as it's discussion time, watch out, guys, hold on to your seats. And I could see her face change, and she was looking very uh, annoyed, but she was looking offended as well. I'm like, oh my gosh, like, what do we do with Joey? What do we do with Joey? However, at the end of the talk, Joey didn't say anything. And I was like, oh man, we've really offended her. Like, this is it. Like, she's just not even speaking to us now. <laughs> like, this isn't going well. And usually Joey would be the one to stick around at the end. You know, we'd kind of usher her out because she'd be arguing with somebody in the corner and be like, oh, you know, it's time to go now, Joey. Can, can you leave? But as soon as it finished, she grabbed her coat, grabbed her bag, and she left. And I was like, oh, guys, we're, we're not going to see Joey again. Like, that's it. It's kind of, it's game over for, for Joey's journey uh, at this point. However, Joey was rushing away because she wanted to write an email. And this is the email that she emailed me after this. The email says this. And cue the picture of the new Joey. <laughs> Last night, the truth pierced my heart in a way that has left me quite shaken. Never have I ever felt so sure about anything than the proclamation your alpha speaker made last night. That Jesus is neither a pathological liar, no sociopath, but he is indeed the Son of God. For the first time in my life, I think I understand what God is really about. And it isn't to judge us or cast us out, but it's to love us in a way that we will never fully appreciate. 
Because it's so unconditional, so pure, so complete, so beyond anything we've experienced in this world. From accepting that one truth that Jesus is the Son of God. It means letting go of all the barriers, stone walls and chains that I've roped around my heart for the past 14 years. Wow. Letting go of the barriers, stone walls and chains that I've wrapped around my heart for the past 14 years. Amazing. We're looking at the theme, the Holy Spirit. We've looked at the Holy Spirit being there at the beginning of time, hovering over the waters of the deep. We've looked at the Spirit speaking to us today. We've looked at the Spirit guiding us. And today, we're looking at the Spirit being at work in us and through us. What a great example of the Spirit being at work in someone's life, even when we can't see it and we don't know it and we probably don't believe it. The Spirit of God breaks out and does amazing things, breaks chains that we've had around our heart for years, knocks down stone walls that we build up around our lives to protect us. He comes in, he breaks in, and he reveals Jesus to us. He's always done it. He's always going to do it. So Father, as we come to look at your word now, would you break in? Would you break down our walls? Would you break our chains? Father, come. Holy Spirit, do a work in us this morning that, Father, we can only credit to you, that we can say Jesus has done that, the Spirit of God has done that. Come, Lord Jesus. Amen. The Spirit of God is at work in our lives, in our workplaces, in our universities, in our homes, whether we see it or not. The Spirit of God is at work. I think often we think, oh, you know, I'm on a mission to change the world, and I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do that, and God, you better get on board with it because it's a great plan, and I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do that. I've got a mission, and my life's mission is this. When actually, God's got a mission. God has a mission. There's a Latin phrase, missio dei, which basically means the mission of God. Like, God's on a mission. It's his mission. He is restoring, renewing. He's renewing all things. And he's doing it. And we get to partner with his mission. We get to partner with what the Spirit is doing. And often, I think I said a couple of weeks ago, we, it's not wrong to say, come Holy Spirit, in this sort of context. But I think often the Holy Spirit's saying, hey, you, come here. Hey, you come here. In your workplace, hey, you come here. I'm on a mission. I'm doing a new thing. I'm transforming your work colleagues and you can't even see it. Hey, you come here. Come here. Join in with what I am doing because the Spirit of God is at work. God's got a plan for Edinburgh. He's got a plan to transform it. He wants to use us here at P's and G's in our workplaces, in our context. Uh, let's look at our text then that we read out. So the context for this text that we read and we heard is that Isaiah is prophetically speaking for the Messiah. So Isaiah is prophetically talking about who Jesus is, what he's about, and what he's going to do. Like it hasn't happened yet, but this is the promised Messiah. And Isaiah is speaking for him. He's speaking, this is what Jesus is going to do. And Jesus confirms this. So in Luke chapter 4, we see Jesus going into his hometown, into the synagogue, and he opens the scroll at that verse, at that part, Isaiah 61, and he begins to read that that Isaiah has said all them years ago. And after he's finished reading it, he sits down and he says, today in your hearing, this has been fulfilled. 
He's basically saying, the thing that Isaiah said all them years ago that you guys know that's written on your hearts, I'm that person. The thing that Isaiah described about the ministry of God and, and what God will do in a person, that's me. He's accrediting all that stuff to him. He's saying, guys, this is it. Your time has come. Now is the time. I'm doing something. Now is the time. Watch this. Watch what I'm going to do. All the stuff you've heard about, all the stuff you've longed for, all the stuff you've read about, I'm going to do it. Just watch. I'm going to do it. He's also proclaiming things as well. So in one of the verses, he says, he proclaims the year of the Lord's favor. He's come to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Now, the Lord's favor has got connections to the word jubilee. And jubilee has got connections to a ram's horn. So what would happen is that they would blow this ram's horn, the jubilee horn. They would blow it. Everybody would hear it. And they'd be like, ah, it's the year of of jubilee. Everything's changed. All slaves would be set free. All debts would be cleared. Land would be divided up and given to people that need it. It was a new start. It was basically like pressing reset. It was a fresh start for everyone. It was a reset. And Jesus is saying, I am he. The spirit of the Lord is on me. And I've come to proclaim freedom for people. I'm pressing reset. Guys, those of you who are caught up in debt, I'm, I'm going to free you. Those of you who feel like you're a slave, I'm going to free you. Those of you who have nothing, I'm going to give people a generous heart and they're going to share it out amongst each other and it's going to look like favor, my favor, the favor of the Lord. And it looks like justice, kindness, forgiveness, healing, redemption, restoration. In the text, Isaiah is describing Jesus' mission But he's also describing our mission too. He's describing what we will do as we partner with Jesus and in Jesus' footsteps. Jesus said, you'll see greater things than this. Like, you'll do as I do. You'll see amazing things. Follow in my footsteps. Where you'll go, there'll be signs and wonders. People will know that you are my followers. The Spirit of the Lord is on us too. It's on us too. We're anointed. Whether you feel it or not, whether you know it or not, the Spirit of the Lord is on you. He's at work in you, and he's going to use you, and the Spirit of the Lord is on you. In church and out of church, but in his creation. The text that we read uh, earlier, I think it's, is it verse, it's a little bit later, maybe verse 6, it says about rebuilding and restoring, that they will rebuild the ancient, this is us by the way, we will rebuild the ancient ruins and restore the places long devastated. They will renew the ruined cities that have been devastated for generations. I don't you want to be a people that rebuilds, that restores and renews? Them three words, the re's, rebuild, restore, renew. That's describing who we are and what we will do. Yes, in church, but in our workplaces, in our homes, in our universities, in our schools. We will partner with Jesus and we will rebuild broken lives. We will restore broken lives. We will renew people's vision of Jesus and who they are in him. We're builders in God's kingdom. It also says in the text that you will be priests. You'll be called priests of the Lord. You will be named ministers. Do you see yourself as priests? Do you see yourself as ministers? Because that's what we are. We carry the fragrance, the anointing of God, 
and we're priests and we're ministers right where we are. Like, I, I don't really think there's a sacred and secular divide. Like God has called you to business. God has called you to teach. God has called you where you are. And you're ministers of God where you are. You bring the kingdom of God where you are. Like it's not about being here. It's not about this and, and, and all the stuff that happens. It's not for the people who are ordained. Like we're all priests in the kingdom of God. We minister where we are, where God has placed them. You will be called priests. You will be called ministers. So minister. Minister. Do the thing that God is telling you that you are. You're a minister. You're a priest, a priestess. Just minister. Minister where you are. Know that you are called. Know that you are anointed. Know that the Spirit of the God is on you. Verse 9 goes on to say, And you will see, uh, and sorry, and all who see them will acknowledge that they are the people the Lord has blessed. We're a blessed people. We are blessed by the Lord. And that's nice, isn't it? How lovely. But we're blessed for a reason, eh? It's not to get spiritually fat. It's not like, oh, we're blessed, how good we are, the Lord's people. We're blessed, how wonderful. But we're blessed to be a blessing. The Apostle Paul says, you know, go and comfort people. Well, how? How do you comfort people? Well, why should I comfort people? Comfort people, what with? The comfort that you've been given. Corinthians, the Apostle Paul saying, look, what you've received, go and give it away. Like, if you've received comfort from God in your life, it's for your comfort, yes, but it's so that you'll give it away. If you've received restoration in your life, great. But it's also so that you will partner with God in restoring others', others, others, others lives. If, if you've experienced healing or comfort or encouragement or blessing or whatever it is, it's for a reason to pass it on. We're blessed to be a blessing. Healed to heal, restored to restore, freed to bring freedom. It's a domino's effect. We give away what we have been given. Freely you have received, now freely give. Continue the line of Jesus described here in Isaiah. Do the things that Jesus done in the power of his spirit. In all our contexts. Feel commissioned. Be empowered. Feel released. Be the Christ in your context where you are. You might be the only Jesus they'll meet. Bring the things that Isaiah's describing about Jesus. Bring them things in your own way, in your own words. It's not going to take over you and you're going to kind of walk like this and say something different that's weird and freaky. Like he wants to use your personality, your character, your story, your experience, your pain, your baggage, your vulnerability. Like he wants to use all that. Nothing's wasted in the kingdom of God. Like God wants to be the best version of you possible. Like communicate the gospel, the love of God in your way with what you have around you, in your style. Don't be anybody else but yourself. Let's be people that tell our equivalent Joey story. It would be amazing, wouldn't it? Like if in a year's time we all had... And it's not my story. Like, I don't take credit for, for that. The Spirit of God was at work there. But wouldn't it be great if we knew someone that was like, oh, this person was like absolutely not walking towards God. And yet the Spirit of God has completely transformed them. The empty seats that we see in there, could that be your boss sitting there? Could that be your work colleague sitting there? Could that be your flatmate that you think they'll never, never, never come to church? 
Could that empty seat be someone that one day is worshiping God, the God that you've known and loved and you worship? Be empowered, be encouraged to be the person God has invited you into and to be. We want to minister out of what we have. We want to receive from God. We want to bind up the brokenhearted at work. We want to join him in our mission. We want to bring good news to the poor. So when you see people at work that are maybe caught up or trapped in a cycle of addiction, offer support if you can, or point them in the direction of a professional care that can actually take them on this journey. Like if you see someone hurting at work, know that you are a pastor. Know that you are pastoring your staff and your work colleagues because God's placed you there and the Spirit of God lives in you, is at work in you and is at work in your school, in your staff, in your workplace. He's, he's doing his thing. Miss your day. The mission of God is at work. Just partner it. Not here, but out there. As we go out, let church happen. Be the church. Be the church outside. God is at work amongst your flatmates and friends and work colleagues. Let's just get on board with it and see some amazing things. Let's be people who have got stories to tell. Like sometimes you say, oh, you know, go and talk about how great God is. If you've not experienced God being great, it's hard to talk about God being great, isn't it? If you kind of say, oh, you know, go and tell, to tell people, you know, that, that, that Jesus is, is a redeemer. It's hard to kind of do that when you don't feel redeemed. You haven't experienced any redemption in your life. It's hard to say to someone, oh, you know, go and tell, God, tell people about the freedom of God when actually you're quite stuck inside. We want to experience it firsthand so that we can talk about it with conviction and say, it's made a massive difference in my life. I, I'm not perfect, but this is what I've experienced in my life. This is what God's done in my life. We want to be walking testimonies of these things that Isaiah has described, the things that Jesus is doing. We want to, we want to embody it all. And if you've not experienced comfort and you're in pain, can I encourage you to receive prayer? If you've not experienced levels of freedom and you feel stuck, can I encourage you to experience freedom? God, God wants to bring freedom today so you can talk about freedom. If you feel like you're poor in spirit and you're like, I'm, I've got a spirit of heaviness, can I encourage you to receive the, the garment of praise so that you've got something to talk about. You've got something that you can refer to. We talk a lot about revival, don't we, and revival kicking off. And 1949 was, I think, last Scottish revival in the Outer Hebrides. It's coming up for their 70th uh, anniversary in a couple of weeks' time. I'm going out there to where, where revival will be in the church. We talk a lot about, come on, fire, fall down. Come on, fire, do it. Come on, do it. But we know that revival starts in our heart. Like A lot of revival started by two or three elderly people just passionately praying, faithfully praying, God, come. Revive our hearts, start with me, start with me. Let's encounter something of God. Let's experience something of God so that we can't shut up about how good God is. We've got something to talk about. Christianity, Christianity should never be boring. It should never be boring. It should never be dull. The Spirit of God is at work. Okay, what we're going to do is we're going to look at how do we do this as a church? What are we doing as a church? And we're going to pray for those that are kind of taking the lead on it. And then we're going to commission them in a way of saying, look, this is what we want to see in the church. And we want to have people experience the thing of God in church. And yes, amazing. And do that, but also to take it out there, to go into the workplaces, to go into the world and bring that thing. So Isaiah 61 verse 1. Firstly then, the spirit of the sovereign Lord 
is on me because the Lord has anointed me. What to do? To proclaim good news to the poor. Anne, why don't you jump up? Let's give Anne a round of applause because you're awesome. You are awesome. So Anne um, basically makes soul food happen every Saturday. Anne, tell us what soul food is for those that don't know. Uh, So for those that don't know, soul food happens in here every Saturday. The doors open there with food for people. And we feed about 100 people who come through the doors every week. People who are hungry because they may not have eaten for two and three days. People who have all sorts of uh, different needs. Some are homeless. Some are in poor accommodation, and I think some are just simply lonely. Amazing. And they come for food, yes, but they have connection, they have network. I got to pray with one of the guests a couple of weeks ago. All sorts of stuff's happening in this space. And what would you love the Spirit to do at Soul Food? So I think we very often will meet their physical hunger, but I would just love to see us meet their spiritual hunger. Some are broken, some are addicted. Some are just in all sorts of trouble and darkness. And I would love to see the Holy Spirit transform their lives for them to come to know Jesus, to be part of this community, this family here. Amazing. We're going to pray for you and stay here. I'm going to anoint you with oil. You can stretch out an arm if you want towards Anne. But Anne, we anoint you to preach the good news to proclaim good news to the poor. Father, fill her, Lord Jesus, with anointing and power and spirit of God come upon her. And Anna, I just see you as somebody that's like a builder. I see you like with a toolbox and you're building in gold. You're building the things of God, the kingdom of God. Lives are gonna be completely transformed as a result of what you lay out and put out and create. Lord, bring good news, speak good news to those who are poor, poor in spirit poor at heart, poor financially. Spirit of God, anoint the Lord Jesus for this. Amen. And stay here because we're going to get you to pray for the next person. Okay, secondly then, he has come, he's sent me, he's anointed me to bind up the brokenhearted. Shirley, why don't you come up? Yes. Shirley, you oversee the counseling side of things, binding up brokenhearted. Just talk to us. What does that look like, and what would you love the Spirit of God to do there? The counseling service looks like people coming along every week to talk about what's going on in their lives, to think through how they want to be in their lives, and to find a better way forward. People come because they're upset, because they're anxious because they're grieving, because they're worried, because they're in fear. And our counsellors sit with them week by week and they offer them comfort, they offer them understanding, they offer them encouragement. And we do see lives change. We see people moving from being brokenhearted to being steadier in the way that they live their lives, to being stronger in the way that they live their lives. And it is such a privilege to work in the counselling service here. Amazing. I love it. And around 100 people a year? 
yet about 100 people a year. We have a team of about 14 counsellors at the moment, and we have now three supervisors that are trained to work with our counsellors. So we can do a lot of the support of our counsellors too. And it's just an absolute joy to have so many people and to be able to have so many appointments for people each week. Amazing. Let's pray for Shirley. Let's stretch out a hand as we do this. Let me just anoint you. Shirley, you're anointed to bind up the brokenhearted and to bring comfort to those who mourn. So Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come. Let it come. Open her eyes that she would see new things. Open her ears, Father, that she would hear what's been said without being said, Lord Jesus. She would hear people's hearts. Come, Lord Jesus, anoint her, rest upon her, and all the team, Lord God. Let them see lives completely turned around for your kingdom. And the picture that I have for you is of you being of like first aid, like your first response. I see you with like a nurse's, a doctor's bag with bandages that are anointed and soaked in oil. And you're binding up broken hearts and you're setting people free in the power of God. So come, Lord Jesus, come. Come, Lord Jesus, more of you, let it come. Let it come, more of you, God. More of you, Jesus. Anointed for this, anointed for this. You have everything you need and more. Thank you, Father. Surely stay with us. We're going to get you to pray as well. Okay, thirdly, to proclaim freedom for captives and release from darkness for the prisoners. Tiffany, coming up. Let's give Tiffany a round of applause. Hey, Tiffany, why don't you just say, talk about the freedom course. What is the freedom course? Yes, the freedom course, it's something that we've just run for the first time the past few months. And it's a 10-week course, and the focus is really about rooting us in the truth of God's Word and what He says about us, our identity, who we are, why we were created, and just how loved we are as His children. And as a focus of that, it really is by rooting us in the truth of His Word and who we are, we're able to then start looking at the things that hold us back, whether it be thought patterns or behaviors that really get in the way of us truly being the children that he's created us to be. Mm -hmm. So we go after that, and we go after really looking and basically breaking these strong, what we call strongholds, breaking the strongholds in the way we think about ourselves, breaking the strongholds in the way we behave, and coming back into who we are supposed to be as Christ. And it's a fantastic course. We did it for 10 weeks. It's full of discussion, listening to teaching, and yeah. I recommend it to anyone. <laughs> and what would you love to see the Spirit do? You know, it sounds like he's doing stuff already, yeah, but what would yeah. you love? Yeah, I think just that. I, I mean, I have such a passion for people to understand how deeply they are loved by God mm. and how he's created each and every one of us for such specific things in life and for them to understand that purpose and live it out. And that this course enables that to do, you know, us to help that process. Amazing. Yeah. Guys, why don't you lay a hand on Tiffany Let's. Uh, Stretch out, and let's just pray for Tiffany, Father, and just anoint you with oil. Come, Holy Spirit. You are anointed to release the captive, to bring people from darkness to light, to set the prisoner free. Know that you are anointed. Experience the anointing of God. Come, Holy Spirit. More of you. Let it come. Just let it come. Let it come. More of you, God. More of you. We sign you with the cross over your thoughts, over your mind, Come, Lord Jesus, more of you. Release your fire. Release your power. 
And I just have a picture of you with a, with a huge bunch of keys, like, like a prison officer. And you're just setting people free, and you're unlocking people's hearts. Things where they've been bound up and chained for years, that you're going to see and experience people's lives being completely changed. And a real freedom. Father, increase your power, increase your anointing over this ministry, over Tiffany. Bless them, Lord. Bless their marriage. Protect them, Lord God. Come, Holy Spirit. More of you. More of you, God. Come. Come, Lord Jesus. Let it come. More of you, God. More of you, Father. Thank you for what you're doing. Bless what you're doing. Bless what you're doing. Bless what you're doing. Stay here, and we're going to pray for Mark. Mark, why don't you come up? Mark does an incredible job, and I want to honor Mark. I want to honor Mark for his leadership, for his bravery, and all he does leading the worship team and all the stuff that you do week in, week out. And it says this, a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of joy instead of mourning, and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. Other translations say a spirit of heaviness. How often do we just feel like we have a spirit of heaviness? Mark someone who champions us and encourages us to worship no matter what in every context. Mark, just tell us what would you love to see uh, happen, the Spirit of God, in worship for us? Yeah, thanks, Paul. I really uh, pray that the Spirit would empower us and remind us that we are anointed to lead ourselves into the presence of the Lord and to minister glory to God and anointed to... Um, lead each other into the presence of God, to bring him worship and glory, and to then go out from here and do renewing, rebuilding, transforming work as a continuation of worship. That's my heart. That's amazing. So good. Let's pray for Mark. Guys, if you want to just gather around him and lay a hand on him, that'd be good. We just anoint you. Mark, you are anointed. You're anointed to bring a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit, rest upon him. Fill him, Lord. Just breathe into his lungs. Breathe your life into his lungs. Come, Holy Spirit, more of you. More of you, Jesus. More of you. Come, Lord God. And I just had a picture this week as I was praying for you and thinking about it, but I saw a picture of you almost like growing these wings out of the core of your back, like the center of your back. And they were small at the beginning, but they, they just unfolded and they grew bigger and bigger and bigger. And the Lord was allowing you to just to lift you up, to see things from a different perspective, from a heavenly perspective, and for you to see what the Spirit of God was doing and to lead us there, to lead us there in worship. So come, Lord, bless his heart. Fill him, Lord God, anoint him. Thank you for him. Give, us his, give him his heart's desire, Lord, that we would lead each other in worship, lead ourselves in worship, that our workplace would be a worship place in the name of Jesus. Come, come. Thank you for your anointing. Thank you, Father. Amen. Hey, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to get these guys to stand on the front and to, just to spread out. If you could just stand on the front there. So you guys go down. And as a family, we all need this. We can't do this by ourselves. We're all going to identify with one of these areas. There's areas in my life where I feel I've become stuck and I need freedom. There's areas in my life where I feel I'm actually grieving. I need the Lord's comfort and counsel. There's areas in my life where I'm like, Lord, I just need to experience joy. I'm feeling heavy. There's areas in my life where I'm like, Lord, please preach the good news to me again. Preach the good news to me again. I don't want to have a spirit of just poor being an orphan or a poor in spirit. 
But we want it so that we can give it. We want it so that we can give it. So the band's going to come. We're going to stand. And this is what we're going to do. Like, we are the body of Christ. We are the church. Like, I'm not speaking to anybody else but us here. Like, we're the church. We're the ones called to do this tomorrow morning. But we need the Spirit of God to do it. We need the Spirit of God. We need to be alive in our faith. So as the band just play and they sing over us, you're not going to know the words because it's not going to come up on the screen. They're going to sing over us. We're going to stand. The song's not the response. The response is this, that you guys come and you stand in a section that you feel drawn to. Whatever it is, Lord, I need that today. I need that today. And I'm just going to pray over you. That's as simple as it is. I'm just going to pray over you. These guys might lay a hand on you. Just bless what God is doing. But find a space here. Be in this place. They're anointed for this thing. We're anointed for this.